Welcome, soccer enthusiasts, to another thrilling episode of The Kickaboot. I'm your host, Mike Jose Collins, and joined with me is always... Oh, yeah, that's me. I guess I'll start. <laughs> Hi, I'm, it's Ryan again. Uh, just your... Uh, I hate Daniel. Next. Oh. And also me, Daniel. They're mad at me because I was doing an assignment like a good student, and they decided not to because they're slackers. I did it. And... I was like the first one to do it. Well, lucky you. I just, had to go last. You didn't have to do anything. You could have just done your assignment on time. Well, I, I was on vacation. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't record it here. I, Anywho, I was, welcome to I the Kickaboo. contact with my teacher. Welcome to the Kickaboo, where we argue... If Dan should have gone first with his assignment. No, obviously we're going to talk all things soccer, transfers. We're picking our uh, Premier League way too early team of the seasons one week before the opening fixture. Transfers aren't even done. (laughs) I don't even know if we're doing transfers. Hey, we'll do transfers. And Canada, flame out dramatically, finishing third in their World Cup group after a 4-0 loss to Australia. Obviously, we have to start there. How did you guys feel about it? An absolutely uh, crushing defeat. Two stupid goals. A, a weird penalty right on the edge of the box. But at that point, they did, the game really did not matter. Canada looked absolutely out of place. Just a complete disaster on the field, probably through that whole tournament. I know I was kind of high on them after their Ireland game, but obviously... Nothing they did to impress anybody in that game came to fruition. In any other parts of their tournament, a complete disaster. Sinclair, again, looks terrible. She was taken off at half and ended her Canada career and uh, had some choice words for Canada at the end of the game, Canada soccer at the end of the game. Which is to be expected. She completely always... to be expected. Canada, you really need to invest in your domestic leads and into your both women's and men's national sport. I mean, Soccer Canada is just an absolute joke unless you're hiring uh, Dan, how did you think of the game? Uh, that's right. um, or what did you I think? also think Soccer Canada is a joke, but unless you're hiring, same thing. Shout out Talk to Canada. I don't even care if they're hiring. It's a joke. It's a complete joke, okay, quite frankly. Fine. Yeah, it, it was just from the start. Uh, it was all Australia. Um, I think we all knew within like the first like 10 minutes, maybe even less, that like this was not Canada's game. No. Um, so, I don't even say I was confident going in. No, well, both pre- of you guys seemed actually kind of down. My prediction. What was my prediction again? Like one nothing or something like that. Yeah, for Canada. I said zero zero. Yeah, four nothing. So, yeah, yeah. It's just really big disappointment, man. Just I don't even know. Huge. Like, I don't. I don't even know how much analysis you can actually give to this game. Just like we had no attack. Australia was just better in every way. Just it's just sad to watch. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't any fight back. I don't I don't even like. I could write a game analysis. If I if, if I told you the stats of possession, what would you think they were? Or shots on that, what would you think they were? Oh, God, I don't remember oh, possession-wise of the game. But, but I, like, I, just I based it. on what that game felt like, what did you think? Possession-wise, like, 62% for Australia. Oh, I was going to say, that. well, I mean, possession in the attacking half is, like, 75-plus for Australia. But, like, just possession, probably still, like, 70 range, I would say. For Australia, yeah, we had sixty-one percent possession. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, mm. it was pointless, though. It was pointless completely possession. pointless. And we had eleven shots, three on net. They had ten, six wow. on on net. Um, it was nothing of any. It, was, it and I that didn't was, matter. There was one chance I think Canada had. Yeah, there was, was absolutely fair. no substance in anything that we no. were doing. That's why, honestly, like to me, football is not a sport of stats. It never has been. I know. It's the same yeah. way that Jose Mourinho has won his 
Champions Leagues and had his success. He is not a possession-based manager. He does not want to be. He's fine with one shot on target a game. Yeah. If he wins the game with nothing, he doesn't care. Yeah, I think that's proved, especially in this game with Canada and Australia, like tiki-taka football is not the only key to success. It looks beautiful, and there is a lot of success with it, but you don't have to do that in order yeah. to be good. Uh, last week we mentioned how it was great that other countries were investing money into their teams. Um, and now I'm sort of seeing that Canada is going to be passed. They are as soon as other team uh, we're seeing other teams be equally as good, and there's really no up for Canada at this point. It's just stagnant based on what uh, Soccer Canada is doing. So don't expect big things unless there's big changes. Yeah, yeah. on that. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Okay, I was gonna say on that topic. Like, I know it's not so black and white, and like. You don't want to, I'm not putting full blame on it, but like how much impact do you think the off the pitch issues had? They've been at war with Soccer Canada for like close to two years now. Um, they only played one friendly before the World Cup. Teams like USA played five. Um, Canada, I don't know if this is Soccer Canada's responsibility, but it probably is. Um, of the top 10 teams ranked in the world uh, for the women's national teams, uh, Canada is the only team that does not have a domestic league. Every other one has a women's domestic league. So how much impact do you think off-pitch issues had on their performance during the World Cup? All of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a huge, huge part. I think we are getting now a domestic league, though, for the women in the West Coast, right? I hope so. I actually have It'll probably that. be a low-funded developmental yeah, I, league, though. Yeah. Canada, quite frankly, doesn't give two cares, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um, I mean, the men like, still haven't even been paid for the World Cup. Yeah, but like I don't think I don't think Canada can be quite bothered at all if like it's homegrown talent. Canada is no. more than happy for the Alfonso Davies to go to Germany and for Ismail Kone to go to Watford and for all these like even women's players to go over to the states and to Europe and everything like that. They 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 don't care. There's not going to be an investment into a big league. The fact that like the men's CPL has even started and had a few seasons under its belt or two seasons three seasons i think it's three yeah the fact that that's even happened i'm impressed in canada even in that sense because yeah that they don't care have you seen those ticket prices for cpl no they're like sometimes the same price as tfc yeah it's it's ridiculous but it actually makes sense does it? Yes, they've invested in areas that don't have other teams and options yeah you got to know your like rank on the pecking order though you can't charge okay, the same as you, TFC. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. That's yes, ridiculous. Can. No, how are you supposed to draw crowds if like someone's like, "Oh, I'll just go to TFC." Like York United because, is charging the same as TFC for some tickets. Yeah, because York is a local family thing that you can do. You don't have to bring your kids and stuff down to exhibition and I go mean, to BMO. Like it's the same with Hamilton. Hamilton, why would you spend the money to get from Hamilton to Toronto for a TFC game? I I completely disagree with you. No. Especially York United because York United if you're if you're local to York United, you're like a bus ride away from going to exhibition. It's not that far. I Hamilton. Mean, oh, shoot. It's so mic. far from like a family angle, though. I think it makes, I guess, I think it makes full extent. sense. I just don't think, I think you need to realize like what type of team you are. CPL is not even, it's not a top league in the country. So it's like, I think you need to understand. Well, technically it is. The MLS is America's league. Okay, all right. You want to play? It entirely, it, well, it entirely is. I mean, they have, what, three teams, four teams Canadian that are Canadian? Three. Three. So I'm and actually, still in the, Canada, but yeah, but that like even that amount still surprises me. I'm surprised that the MLS hasn't. Like there have been times where I'm like, I'm surprised that Montreal still has a team. I'm surprised that really? Vancouver's yes. 
entirely. Interesting takes. Well, yeah, I, I disagree with you, though. I don't think they can charge that high. I think it's a bit ridiculous. I think if you want to grow, and you're also only in your third year, it's not like you're like some like established like team or something. No, I think like, it, I don't I, think it's I think it fair to charge sense. that much. I guess we'll just agree to disagree, but I, I don't think it's fair to charge that much. I, I don't see. I mean, they kind of need to. They can't really go much lower. But anyways, back into the Canada soccer sort of women's thing. Um, like you mentioned, I don't know why, like only having one friendly match before the tournament wasn't looked into more. Um, I, I, like these ladies don't play together otherwise the rest of the year, and they have one game together to to get all their stuff organized. It's kind of it's a joke, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love how like even Canada soccer sort of like uses their like socials and like just like media presence to like be like, Oh, like we're like the, we're growing into like the world of soccer. Like soccer is becoming like one of our main sports. They don't care if it does. Yeah. Quite frankly, it gets at like, it's at the point that like, I'm honestly, I like it, it more so seems like they would rather like just put a stop to the growth than actually like continue growing because it seems like they don't want to put in the effort to like make Canada a soccer nation. In my opinion, I don't like. I think that's a fair opinion. I mean, the the FIBA basketball tournament's coming up, and like I I would say that they're putting in this same amount of effort, if not more. The organization's just a disaster, and you just need to see change at this point. Yeah, I don't know if how much we can really dwell on it. I've seen more positivity around Canada basketball than Canada soccer. Oh, of course. And I would on I would say that Canada soccer is growing at a much more rapid pace. I'd say so too. I think Canada basketball is probably second best in the world now third if you want to make an argument but um, yeah like i don't know man. i don't i don't see anyone that just feels like optimistic or hopeful for canada no. soccer right now no. like and at all a, i don't even see like a something on the horizon i mean I, like sucks man i would love to hate on christine sinclair for her performances at the world cup but it's a joke of a way to bring an end to her international career as well yeah, yeah. Like it's honestly a disrespect to the greatest to ever do it for Canada men's or women's side. Yeah, the yeah. fact that this is her last World Cup and that's the showing that you give allowing one preseason game yeah. and and like this is we're a country that's getting the men's World Cup. Yeah, in twenty twenty six. That's a joke. That's, that's a crazy. Complete yeah, joke. at this point, like it's all, it's that. it's to the point that like I'm embarrassed to even say that like we're hosting. Yeah, like is there's it, a love for it here, but like is it just BMO getting it? Uh, Edmonton and Edmonton, Vancouver, yeah. I think. Yeah, but like BMO, we have to add like ten thousand seats or something. Yeah, I think it'll be funny though because I think, I think the world like being put on notice that Canada loves football is not going to match Canada soccer at all. Like it's it's going to be nuts. Yeah, that uh, f them. Yeah. <laughs> And it, it like pretty much the the disappointing part is that it actually goes into different sports too. I don't know what it is with Canada's athletic like committees or whatever you want to call them or the athletic groups. Hockey Canada, scummy. Yeah, like yeah. Canada soccer, scummy and cheap. Canada basketball for whatever reason sometimes they do well, but like they're fine. People just yeah. didn't want to play for them for a while. Yeah, yeah, they have a hard time recruiting their players, but they're doing a lot better now. But like so. you can, yeah, you can go sport by sport. It's mm-hmm. like a major one, and the odds are that over probably sixty percent of them have a lot of dark past to them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's disturbing. And like this is like something that Canada should grow on because Canada has athletes. Canada has some of the best performers in the world. If you want to even put it that way. Yeah. It's pretty honestly stupid. sad. 
sucks, man. We should be like top of the, not top of the world. Like we should be like up there in, in world sports considering how developed yeah. this country is now. Shouldn't even be like a question anymore. And, and I guess we were growing in basketball, but it's just, I don't know, man. Well, I, I, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but it's just, yeah. just disappointing. I think it's also absolutely hilarious that like everyone has these conversations of like, oh, like, Fikeo Tamori is born in Calgary. Like, if only he came and played for Canada. Who does why that? Why would he? Who does that? Yeah, but like, why? No, but like, that. genuinely, why would he? he yeah, can. no. It bon, makes... Bonu, the Moroccan goalkeeper, can like could have played for Canada. Why would he want to? Brian yeah. Cristante is Italian, has Canadian roots. He could play. Why would he want to? We had such this like regime change where people looked like they actually wanted to play for this team and now based on everything that's going around politically it's like why why would anybody now want to you're right why would anybody want to play for yeah Canada? oh yeah let me play so i can not get paid it seemed cool last year it kind of seemed cool and then oh all of this crap around it is the hype just, around it last year was amazing yeah joke. because canada soccer used that as the opportunity to create hype yeah yeah they didn't do anything they didn't do anything no it's the players it's all yeah. the players it was it was just the fact that there was a good team being put forward, so they used they abused that option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't feel it was worth it for the women's team. Yeah, which is crazy because the women's team objectively has just been way better over the past Dominated. decade. We like recently won the Olympics. We just won the gold. Was that twenty twenty one or whatever twenty twenty? It's also kind of funny to, I'm I'm saying that consider a lot of things, but it's also really funny to consider that if Christine Sinclair did score her penalty against Nigeria, we would not be having this conversation right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. probably would. Well, yeah, to now. get back to the game, she was the worst player on the pitch, and then the midfield was just horrible. They just completely lost the midfield battle, and Australia went swinging right away, scoring in the eighth minute. And they could have, they should have had a fifth, technically, I guess, but VAR ruled it out. It's just a disaster. Yeah. Anyway, screw, screw Honestly, Canada I hope Australia did and, as well. Yeah, Australia hosting, man, like, Brink of death, go for it. Go kill him. Yeah. Go Australia, go. I yeah, actually, seriously. like, watching that game, I liked Australia. I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for Australia. Um, Probably would have been knocked out by England anyway at this point, so. Yeah. Something just else, uh, just as a Women's World Cup thing, um, I think I mentioned on last week's episode as a game that I was really looking forward to. Yeah, I did. Uh, the Japan and Spain. Yeah, that one did not disappoint. Yeah. But it did not go the way you thought. Or it kind of did. Was that not a blowout? It was a blowout, but you said it was I, either going to go completely, like, I basically said if Spain. Up. I think I said I said if Spain doesn't score a goal, it's going to be entirely Japan. Yeah, yeah. And so if you they did, do, it's you did be call a it a game, and Japan absolutely dominated. It was like four nothing, four nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, dude, bro, insane. It's so good. It actually convinced me. Like, uh, I'll say willingly right now, Japan is my new pick to win the World Cup. Let's go. Really? Based off that game alone. Cool. That game was nuts, dude. Four nothing over Spain. I hope they go far, man. They killed everyone. I hope they go far, bro. They go literally Japan. go. They literally just made everyone look like fools that they played. Anyway, yeah, we'll uh we'll do our predictions for the round. I'll I'll put mine up on uh, X this week. X. Oh, I didn't even oh, know, Twitter, dude, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know what you meant when you said X. That is I also X. just didn't know what you were talking about. X. Predictions for the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. For okay. the knockouts. Are you talking about our next segment? Anywho, let's uh let's get off that. That one's well, just Well, I do want to shout out Christine Sinclair though before. Yeah, shout out the goat, bro. You know, she. I mean, yeah, you got you said goat. Ryan, you mentioned she's most uh, goals all time for men and women. She's that's also internet, not just Canada. Yeah. That's every single national team. She yeah. has the most goals of all time with 190 international goals. Um, easily Canada's best ever player. Uh, I just want to mention some of her achievements. So obviously, I mentioned one where 190 national goals, international goals uh, for both men and women. 
She's obviously Canada's all-time scoring leader. She's Canada's Caps leader with 326 appearances. Um, she's also one of six players or five players to appear in six World Cups and one of three players with a goal in five different World Cup tournaments. So Could have had six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah could have had, could have had six, seriously. Um, but yeah, insane player, uh, legend of the game. Uh, I wish her... Well, we don't. I mean, she technically hasn't retired. She has to. It well, like she should, and she it's horrible. It's mostly she has no legs now. She like, bad. she most really likely bad. is, but technically she hasn't. But if this were to be her, you know, send off, it's a pretty disappointing send off. But still, the goat, and we can appreciate her for what she's done. It wasn't even just not having the legs for it. She just looked bad. She looked bad. Like yeah. technical ability was not good. Second Our, oldest player at the tournament. Oh, I, I actually I, I did not know that. It showed. It really showed. looked like she was the oldest. I don't even know who the oldest is, but I think she was on Nigeria. Oh. She was like forty. Fair play. Yeah. Then she. I mean, they're advancing, so she. <laughs> yeah, they're going through. There you go. There. You know what's tough about Nigeria? They also only played one friendly. I feel like that that makes it even more disappointing for Canada. I they're, do. I believe. I could be wrong in saying this. I believe a lot of those Nigerian players like play together. Uh, okay. Outside of national, though. So they already have some more chemistry. I think. Don't take my word on oh, that. Oh, I'm writing it down and putting it on our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Galati <laughs> claims. Also, if you want to see that that those stats about Christine Sinclair, check out our Twitter at the Kickaboot. X. So, wow. Shouting out. X. Sorry. Seventeen minutes in. Anywho, yeah. okay, let's get off. Let's, let's yeah, get let's, let's get our on. energies back up here Woo! after a disappointing World Cup loss. We're gonna make our way to early Premier League. <laughs> Team of the Kinda season, one week before the Premier League season starts. We're going to be putting this out Friday. We're recording it Thursday. Next Friday, Manchester City will face... Who are they facing? Burnley. Burnley, yeah. We'll face Come on, Burnley. Burnley. Come, on, Come on, Burnley. Burnley. Come on, Burnley. Jake Schultz's new favorite team. Yeah, damn right. I won that Burnley. Battle. Why would he not choose Brighton? Dude, shut up. You weren't Brighton here. is the coolest we explained. New team We explained why he did not choose Brighton. Yeah. Um, Anywho, we're going to anyway, make our picks. Before you start... The Premier League season may start next week, but tomorrow at 3 p.m., yeah. Southampton takes on Sheffield Wednesday in our road back to Premier League glory. All right, anyways, on to the predictions. We will keep you posted with all things Saints as well every week as all three of us will be cheering on our new favorite championship team, Southampton. Oh, thanks. That was Actually, really, I'm a Watford man. That was really sweet. Of you. You're not this Dude, year. Shut up. <laughs> I'm strictly a Watford man. Name me one player that isn't Ismail Kone. Oh, I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm there for Ismail Kone. That's, is that a secret? Nah, right, I'm there nah, for right, him. Right, right. <laughs> Let's go. No, okay, no, on no to our much. Premier League team of the season. We're going to start each with our goalie picks and then move our way up to defenders, midfield, and forwards. I have Ryan. You are starting with your goalie first. Why don't you take it away and tell us why you have... Just want to start up by saying we all did this in a 4-3-3 formation. Um, the, well, the formation could be anything. You just yeah, pick the defenders. Rules, the rules were essentially just like pick defenders. Just pick, pick four midfield, defenders, four midfielders, four attackers. forwards. It doesn't really yeah. matter who's on what. Uh, my goalkeeper to start out. Uh, it's who I have as the best shot stopper in the Premier League this season. Obviously, I am going Andre Onana. Andre Onana. Nice pick, dude. I don't even think I really have to explain it. I just... I, I think uh, I think Man United got a good one there. Um, I think it was hilarious that like in his first preseason game, there is a video of him screaming at Harry Maguire. That was right? so I, funny. Dude. I love myself, Harry Maguire. I, I think he, uh, you know, he's just been unfortunate in his career, but it was really funny, and it does. 
like, even though that was an embarrassing kind of thing for, like, Harry Maguire, it's, like, a good sign in itself that Onana is taking even those games so seriously. I totally agree. Um, Like, I mean, it's I guess it's his job. Like, you could be like, oh, well, like, what else is he supposed to do? But, like, it's it's a good thing that the passion already seems to be there, and, like, this is a club that he really wanted. Um, I hope I hope we're getting the, the, the Ajax Champions League Andre Onana back because that was – he was great at Inter still, but uh, I think he has a lot more to improve. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's you guys? Who's next? Want to go left or right? You go, Dan. I have the exact same pick. I chose Andre Onana. I I just like new purchases. They always get me excited when they go to new leagues, especially the Prem. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you've kind of explained everything. Uh, I think he's going to add an extremely important aspect to this United team, you know? Um just having like like you said like the way he got Matt McGuire and just like a is it a is it even, it's not even preseason is it was it friendly it was preseason okay whatever still taking well, it very seriously yeah, yeah same I think thing, was yeah. it the America series was like yeah I think it was in the thing? states yeah. yeah anyways I just I'm really high on him uh, his distribution's amazing uh, he likes to play with the ball as well and I think in like a safe way not a way that scares you like Edison does sometimes you know um, just a really exciting player so I got Onana as my goalkeeper solid pick. I'm, I'm going to just I, go out on a whim here and say that Mike has always on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, um, oh. So oh. it's hard to pick. You could pick Ederson for this, but I think obviously people aren't actually high on him. They're more high on that defense. Allison Becker is obviously the best goalie in the league. I don't think I think it's a actually an insane thing to say Onana is the best shot stopper in this league when the, yeah, I did not debatably the best goalie in the world is on Liverpool. But uh, that defense still has a lot of question marks, and there will be goals scored against sure. Allison, regardless of him gonna, probably going to put his team on the back. I surprisingly went with Andre Onana, also as wow. my goalie of the season this year. Obviously, uh, it's a huge change at the back for Manchester United, but I do expect them to still finish top three, and uh, their defense uh, will shape up quite nicely in front of Onana. Uh, just a presence back there. And team of the season, they usually like to award something to Manchester United, and that it'll be probably the biggest change for the team. So well, Andre right. Nana is uh, also my pick. Is that a was that a foreshadowing that that's your only Man United player in the team? That is true. Oh. <laughs> I also want to put on record: I did not say he was the best shot stopper. No, I did. I still he think did. it's Allison. Yeah, oh, I did. It's a crazy statement. But yeah. go on. I meant it. All right. Andre Onana is, really is all stuff. three of our picks. Um, bad on his feet, but I don't think it'll matter in this. He's not that bad on his feet. No. He's just dangerous on his feet. But I he think, was against uh, Man City. I think but. in 10, ten Hag will uh, beat him into shape. Uh, but, yeah, Andre Onana is my pick for also – I think he's just going to have a, like a sensational season with Manchester United. And I agree. He might not be the best goalie in the league by the end of the season, but he'll definitely be the like the biggest difference maker, I think, on that team. That's why I picked him. Yeah. I agree. I Honestly, how, that team is just many, really exciting. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I wonder how many of our picks are going to be the same. Do you, think, do you think that'll be the only unanimous I'm, I was surprised that we all picked Andre Onana for that, to be honest. I thought I was actually going to be the only one. No. You're not special, Mike. There's a lot of other good goalies in that yeah, league. I will say. Yeah. I My was, reasoning is literally just I don't think he's going to be the best goalie in the league. I just think he's going to be the biggest difference maker for that team. I was really going to say Nick Pope. I was very close. Nick Pope. Yeah. Could have been a nice shout. Uh, my only reasoning for it was I think come the end of the season, I think Newcastle is going to be the team with the least goals allowed. Oh. Um, which may be foreshadowing of a future pick. Oh. But anyways. Double defense, boys. Uh, All right. Go next. Right back. Uh yeah, well just say. Do you yeah. guys have like an actual right back in yours? 
yeah, but I, I didn't do it based on positions. So just go like say one of your defenders, one of your. Defenders. Well, uh, no, I'm starting with my right back. Okay, start <laughs> with start, start with, with your right back. Wait, no, let's go. Let's go. Um, let's go left. With me? Yeah, let's go. So first you, pick, you first him? pick, okay, first. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we should have organized this better. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, yeah, Mike. I guess start with your first defender or whatever. First All right. Um, right back. I went with Trent. Uh, because they're going to put him as a right back, even though I think he's going to move to the the mid. But I just think he's going to have a ton of assists, especially in that scoring. Um, like Liverpool just going to score, I believe, probably the most goals in the league. Uh, they're going to let in a lot right now based on how the defense looks and how they have not added anybody or bolstered anything back there. But I think if Trent is playing in the mid, they'll still reward him more for his assists and playmaking abilities this season. So I think I'm putting him as my right back just because I think that's how they'll rank him, but I don't think he's going to necessarily be a right back. I think, again, they're just going to base out on how many assists he's going to get this season. Fair pick. All right. I got Reese James. He's the best right back. I've always been very high on Reese James. I feel like I always see people on the interwebs like debating, like, oh, like this one's best at like offense or this one's best at defense. I think Reese James is the best in total. Like He may not be the best at offense. He may not be the best at defense, but as a whole... I think he's the most complete. Yeah. what It's like he's better than Trent at D, not as good with him as offense. Yeah. He's better at like Kyle, or worse than Kyle Walker at defense, sort of seems to add more in offense. That's you know? pretty it's much like, exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly he, he really how is I'm the amalgamation of like every right back. Yeah. And he does excel. Like he's far above average than a normal. He's player. a really good player. Yeah. So I'm not just saying that. Like he's also just a really good player. Yeah. Uh, I like watching him. I think he's one of the most impl- important players on Chelsea. Um, so yeah, he's my, he's my right back pick. I took the best right back in the Premier League. Gary Trippier. No. <laughs> uh, when they play a full season, I chose the best right back in the Premier League. Reese James. Reese James. Cool. I'm on the same wave. I think a full season of Reese James. That is banking on him playing a full season. That's I mean, that's coming fair. Off that was last season, you do have to bank on that fact. Um, but a full season of Reese James, I think he is England's number one. I think he is the Premier League's number one, and that's all I really have to say about it. I think yeah. he just like there's. You guys mentioned the offense and the defense. There also is an off the ball aspect, and True. I think he's the best at that as well. He finds himself. What you disagree? Yeah, completely. Who do you think is best off ball? Trent's far better off the ball. I'm not talking like making offensive runs though. I'm talking like defensive positioning. I'm talking like oh all yeah those yeah oh really yeah over Walker yeah oh. Walker I find has the best ability. Well, he might not say, even be in the league. So I'm yeah true. That's I'm, also why I, I, yeah. he's not even considered for me. I'm not gonna. Well, he also just didn't get like I don't think in Pep's current system he gets a look in over some like in some games. I think he, well, um, he got brought back. Yeah, there I was think, halfway through the would. season last season, like it, it was like almost like he wasn't gonna play yeah. anymore, and then like last like twelve games he played like every game. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he gets a full season. But yeah. I think I will say I think Kyle Walker. I'm not gonna say making up for mistakes, but he is the best at like tracking back to kind of catch up and like cover different no, it, scenarios. It is for fixing mistakes. Yeah, he he can be a, like a bonehead out there sometimes. Yeah, like he he is the best for that when it comes to kind of like the last ditch defending and like those yeah. kind of things. But as the best overall right back in the Premier League, I think it's Reese James. Yeah, he, it's a good. I don't know if I agree with it, but I I do see what you're saying. He's, but it kind of goes dance point. He's not the fastest. He's not like the best playmaker. He's not the he best defender. Be, He's just all around the most solid right back you could get in the yeah. league. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's your pick. What's that saying yeah, again? Yeah, Reese James, master Sweet. of none, something, something. 
Um, Jack of all trades. Jack, Jack of all, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, let's Something go to like left. That. Let's go to left back. I'll start because my left back is Reese James. Oh, okay. So yeah. you went like two full backs. I did go two full backs. Okay, no, that's fair. Uh, but yes, Reese James was also my pick for okay. left okay. back, and I think we all just said why. So that's yeah. I just think sort of what Dan said. He's going to be Chelsea's probably their most important player. So. Uh, just because there's so many new people, that system is going to have to work itself out. And Reese James, I think, is going to be the silent leader behind everything. And as long as he's playing well, I think Chelsea could actually do something. So Reese James, my pick for there. Yeah. Also, shout out to his sister. She's really good. Yeah, she's killing it for England right now in the World Cup. So good. So, anyways, yeah. yeah. You have two goals and three assists against like China or something. Yeah, she's knocking around, bro. She's probably the best player in the tournament. Yeah, right now I think you'd have to get her. Um, Daniel, your left back. This one might not be. This might be a hot take. Well, Well, is it a a left back or is it a left back? Oh, okay. I mean, he's good. Okay. I got Luke Shaw. Okay. Okay. I feel like he gets hated on a lot, um, but I feel like. He's not flashy, you know, he doesn't have, like, these, like, crazy moves or, like, crazy pace, but, like, I think he's just a really, like, solid player. Like, he just think he makes the right plays. He's really gritty. I like how, like, I kind of like his attitude, like, towards the opposing team sometimes. Like, he can be a little intimidating. Uh, he's a good defender and a uh, good crosser. I just, I like him as a player, so I think he'll be one of the best, the left, best left back by the end of You next like season. him as a player. You think he's better than a lot of left backs? There are in the league right now. I but, I actually I like he's not my pick, but I agree with Daniel in the sense that I think there are Luke Shaw's days where he is like, like he's performing like, at the level of being England's number one. I think he's underrated, and I I don't think he gets a lot of the credit he deserves. Especially for like the comeback of career he's had. That too, like it's it's really cool how like how far he's come. How old is he now? Is he pushing thirty? He's got to be right. Yeah. Must be up there. Yeah. yeah so I feel like. I don't know. I feel like he's at the peak of his career, and he's just a good player, man. I like him a lot, so he's my left back. Dude, pick. have you seen like the scar? On, he's twenty eight. Have you seen the scar on his knee from like the because like he like broke his leg? Yeah, or whatever, and, like, I have not. Oh, dude, search it. It's gnarly. Uh, I don't see this. I think that's a, it's a. Hey, if that's a it good honestly, prediction. You know, I think if Manchester can sort of change who they are as a system, and like if that defense really does put itself together, Luke Shaw will be a pretty prime piece in that. So that I mean, pick, that pick is dependent on Man United. Season. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, well, so I was our Andre have... Onana pick, right? Yeah. Well, I think they're going to have a good season. Yeah. I, I actually am really high on United's team. I think they've yeah, been too. like little by little adding like really good pieces. I think it all started with getting Casemiro and Varane. I don't know. It's little by little. They spent a lot of money. <laughs> well, I'm, you know what I mean, though. I don't mean in terms of like money. I mean in terms of like each year you're grabbing that one player that becomes like they have flops, but there's at least that one player that ends up working out for them. Seems like Casemiro. Yeah, seems like a bad way to do that. <laughs> I know, but they're building something. They're still building something. There's, I am actually much higher on their team than I think most people. I know what you're saying, but I yeah. don't think you're getting there with the right. You know one. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. though. As long as you know what I'm saying, you get it. Uh, I hey, that's a good, good uh, re- like hey, if you believe it. Ooh, that scar is gross, man. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's Gnarly. wicked. It's got bubbles in his leg. Yeah, Ryan. Um, this is the first pick that we have all had different uh, answers. Let's go. And to close it out, uh, I honestly am slightly already regretting mine. I'm thinking if I want to change it on the spot. You're regretting it. Well, say I have to change it as long as you tell it. us. I will say my pick right now because I think this is going to be. This season, that they get the most value out of him, and their plan with signing him comes true. Uh, I have Oleksandr Zinchenko. Yeah, I like uh, that pick. Uh, Arsenal. Zinchenko. He was on my short list. Yeah, yeah I just I don't Better know. Better than if, Luke Shaw. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna get the 
minutes and stuff for it is my only worry because Arteta does kind of like changing it up will. and shifting in. But he's, like, he's been a leader on that team too. Yeah, but I, I think don't, just putting him on. He is a leader. I just I don't know if he also like plays the role that's like flashy enough to be that team of the season left back. Like you don't he think does. So? No, he does all the small things extraordinarily well. But like hmm. he's not going to be. He got it last year, didn't he? In, did he? in FIFA, he did. I don't yeah, know FIFA. about. I don't know about like actual like Prem one. What was the actual one here? I'll get it. I don't even know what the. I don't know what the actual Prem's looked like last season. Maybe he did get it. I don't know. I I didn't. I didn't look into it too much. I mean, he had he's a good just, season. I love the players that do all the small things and really well. Incredible season. Yeah, and he is like the perfect example of that. Um, so maybe I'm picking a repeat player here. I don't know. Um, that was actually one player I was disappointed that City just like let walk and didn't even care to replace him. He's, yeah, he's I, a great player, man. I really like him. Good attitude yeah. as well. And he like he's the type of player. I mentioned this before. Any team he goes to, he will die for the badge, man. I love players like yeah. that. Yeah, I uh, I will. He say, loves Arsenal now. Um, I used to love City. One of my like upcoming picks is the reason that I didn't, so I'll save it. But there was a player that I was really close to taking for left back that you guys probably would have like given me a really hard time for. You so, haven't picked for another position? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I have like a pick for another position. That's the reason. I'll explain. Okay, explain. Um, actually, I was, wait, are we doing both center backs at once or are we doing one center back? Let's do both center backs at once. Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, okay then. Oh, what's Mike looking at over there? It's me Trying first to find time. it. Oh, um. Well, anyways, if while you're still looking, I'm gonna start with my uh, center backs. It's it's me this time, or left around? Yeah, but I'm starting with mine so I can explain my thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Go um, ahead. my center backs. Uh, unrelated to my left back pick, my first one is John Stones. Um, I think that'll just make sense with past podcasts and how highly I've talked about him. Uh, I think this is the season that he, like, he broke out last season. I think this is the season that like people realize, like, holy yeah, hell! Guy. I'm honestly gonna say it. I think this is the reason that people realize he's better than Ruben Diaz. Uh, really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I think. I think on ball he's better. I think. I don't know about better. actual defending. I though. think in general he's better. Well, that's fair. I love Johnson, so I'm not gonna like Ruben. Diaz. Ruben Diaz is Ruben Diaz has a way of finding himself in front of the ball, which is like a really valuable thing for a defender. But I I generally think like John Stones like one on one defending. I think he's better. He is really good. Um, I th- I think he offers more as a center back. And my next one, which is the reason I chose Zinchenko rather than my other pick at left back, uh, Sven Botman of Newcastle is my other center back pick. Um, I'll explain that one first, and then I'll you know cover my. Left back. Um, I think Sven Botman last season, while being really good for Newcastle, was not even the Sven Botman of like Lille that they signed. Like, I think he still has more and more growth. Um, and like I said when I was mentioning Nick Pope, I think that this Newcastle team is going to be the team that allows the least goals in the Premier League this season. Uh, I think they're going to lock down really well. So I think he is going to be the leading head of that and I think he's going to be the one that's getting the credit for that um so just in turn he's my pick and re- re- relating that to my left back pick my left back pick was almost Dan Byrne uh <laughs> literally just defensive related Dan Byrne technically speaking probably like if he plays left back probably the worst offensive left back in the prem possibly the best defensive that's so funny. And that why, was my why do you only... like Dan Burns so much? Dude, he's, he's good. We just watched a compilation literally, of him yeah, before you were here. While you were, were doing your little assignment <laughs> thing, we were actually watching a Dan Burns video. He, <laughs> I, he's good. 
I won't hear he the is, disrespect on his name. The defense is good. It's hilarious how obsessed you are with him. No, offensively he sucks, and I'm willing to say it because he just doesn't have what he doesn't have like the. Michael's giving me a weird look, and I know we don't have a camera set up in here, but it's freaky. Um, offensively, he doesn't really have much going for him. He's, I guess, honestly, like I mean, for basing off his FIFA stats, he's not that slow. He's just six seven and weirdly lanky, like myself. So they just call him slow. Um, this isn't even your pick. You don't have to explain why you like him. I want to though. <laughs> I <I've... laughs> shut up. <laughs> so you went with Stones and who? Uh, Stones and Botman. Botman. But, nice. yeah, don't disrespect Dan Byrne. Uh, he's my sleeper pick for a team of the season. Honorable mention, I guess. Yeah, I guess we can do honorable yeah. mentions at the end. Well, that's mine. <laughs> but that's one of them. There you go. Sneak peek. So, yeah, Stones and Botman for me. Hell, yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Go. Uh, as usual, my picks are super fun and out there. No, so, I don't think you'd be able to guess who I got. Oh, my God. John I have Ruben Diaz. Oh, my God. And Virgil Van Dyke. Okay. Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, I mean, no. dude, you've been hyping him up for the past like four pods. Like, oh, Liverpool's back. The defense is back. I don't think he's mentioned defense much. I think literally. I think the past Virgil's two pods, I've only talked about how I'm scared of their defense. Yeah, yeah true. I guess you mostly mentioned. <laughs> hey, man, he's midfield. captain though. He's still one of the best center backs the league has ever seen. I think he's like a really easy player to pencil in as team of the season. It's not a hot take. It's Virgil I, Van Dyke. I think you're entirely wrong. That's your. That's say, why we're on the say front. what? That it's it, he's an easy pencil in for the team of the season. I think Liverpool's defense this season alone is the reason that I would not put him anywhere yeah, near. They scare it. me. It's Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, but him on his own, he's talented. But you know it, what? It if they do, if they do have a defense, that's all him. So I mean, yeah, yeah that's, but that's, it's not a, it's not I a guess, bad pick. I guess I understand that, but like at the same time, like. You have to have a defense around you to be a team of the season yeah. defender at the end of the day. You could see a lot of goals, though, from him. Well, I mean, technically sure. speaking, there's a reason that, like, I don't know, let's say let's say Joachim Anderson of Crystal Palace has an absolute worldy of a season for Crystal Palace. He probably won't make it into the team of the season yeah. just because their defense is not that good. He's also on Crystal Palace, though. But, yeah, if, but, I'm saying, but if Liverpool, this do, is, this is Liverpool. If they do, if they can turn their defense around, okay. then it is solely on Virgil van Dyke and I think that's, that's a pretty solid pick. You could also see like they're going to be really deadly on a set piece and he'll be probably the biggest body in those so that's you could see a lot of goals from VVD that's so if you guys are drafting your fantasy teams tonight, VVD is probably the first defender you want. That? <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting saying that uh, VVD is going to be their defense considering in the center back draft Alright Dave, we had a preseason guys we've seen a lot of things since <laughs> yeah, that's then really interesting Okay. Mike, um, your center back picks? And oh, then no. Ruben Diaz yeah, is my yeah. other Ruben one. I don't, Ruben Diaz speaks for itself. Best defender last year. I think he was our first pick in the center back draft this year. So off to you, Mike. John Stones that way as well. All right. I am picking from a team that I think will have the least goal scored against them. A brand new signing for $90 million that was official today. Gavardiol. Mm. I'm gonna wait for that. I know he was wrong last time. I'm gonna wait yeah. for him. I think he was. Uh, I think he's better than Diaz. I think we're gonna see that. I think he's gonna be the mainstay in that defense. Um, but who do you think he's taking the job from? I just think he's gonna be better than Diaz. I think it's gonna be him and Diaz. So you think Stones isn't even playing? Well, wait. <laughs> My wait. next uh, pick for center back is John Stones. Oh, well now that doesn't make sense. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Um, John Stones is going to move to the mid, much like my Trent pick. I don't think he's going to really be a center back, but he's going to be considered a center back. 
um, when they do the team of the season. Uh, but John Stones was revolutionary for Manchester City, a team that was already probably the best in the world, and he was one of their most solid game changers. And I think they're going to value what he does in the team more than uh, DS or whoever they have back there. I think it's going to beat Cavardiel's team at the back line. I know, which is crazy because Ruben Diaz is, is so good. But I have only said high things about Cavardiel. Yeah, you're really. Uh, you're before. Like the highest. Yeah, any I am player I've ever so seen. high Seriously. on him. <laughs> I like love him. Uh, I hate that he's decided to go basically to the English Saudi club. But um, there's literally a Saudi I just club think, uh, I just think. I just think. John Stones is going to like be valued completely, but he's just going to be a midfielder. So that's. But I'm just picking him because. Okay, he's, I get. Yeah, I get that. I get that then. Yeah, that's true. Fair in itself. True. I I don't okay. think he's going to weed out Diaz, man. Diaz is the captain. Gavardio? Like, he's really good. So I wait. think he's going to be really good. I just, Diaz is the guy. I just want to point out, At technically, right among the three of us, John Stones is the most selected center back because you I, took Diaz and, wait, who'd you take? Stones and, yeah, you Gavardio. took, he I didn't took take Diaz Stones. and Van Dyke. Yeah, but so I think Stones I've made, two it, votes and I think I've made it clear one. on this pod how much I love true. John Stones. I've you have, yeah. mentioned you have, that many yeah. times. He's been one of my favorite players to watch. But this technically is speaking, there's not a consensus number one center back among us. True. John Stones is our guy. John Stones awesome. and Reese James and Andre Onana. So far, our... Well, John Stones is only you and I. Daniel over there, Mr. Man City boy. Yeah, for Reese James, only two but of so us. So far, well. those are our highest picked boys. Oh, yeah. Reese James, only two of Yeah. Yeah. Three, um, of, us, three of us picked Reese James. Oh, yeah. He oh, just yeah, wasn't yeah, my yeah, right yeah, back. Yeah, I forgot about that already. Anyhow. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, nothing like too crazy so far. I think everyone's said reasonable ones. Yeah, I'm I'm a little down on your Luke Shaw one, but oh yeah, true. You're I don't blame you. I just yeah. he doesn't really get the hype. I think yeah. he deserves. I think that's Zinch- why I picked him. I think Zinchenko is going to have another stellar season. Yeah, that's not. I just see a lot either. of regression for Arsenal, which is my only downside. But I mean, the left back one. There's so many solid left backs, but nobody's truly like the best left back in the league right now. I don't think there is one yeah. either. I mean, I think Zinchenko is a solid pick. Systems are changing too. Yeah, Robertson's basically going to be a center back, and he's going to be more about assists and stuff too. So if you wanted to pick him. That's fine, but I was close, but I didn't. It didn't it's just such an odd position, because like, yeah, yeah, you guys well. were picking left backs too. You guys weren't even just picking defender. You were specifically focusing on left yeah. back. Chilwell, right? I wasn't going anywhere near. Well, yeah, I just, I'm not touching Chilwell. I thought he was really important in Tuchel's system, but he's gone now, so I don't really know yeah. what per, not what purpose. I'm sure he's going to serve a purpose. I just don't know what his role is going to be because Tuchel loves his fullbacks, and Reese James and Tuchel and Chilwell were so important to his attack. Yeah, I don't know what his role is going to be now. I know Reese James still has 100% a big role. Chilwell, I'm not sure. So Yeah. yeah. I know left back is like a weird position in the Premier right now. It is. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Like I was even close to taking, I was even like considering um, Estupinan from uh, Brighton or whatever, but like they still have Moises Caicedo and he plays left back for them sometimes for whatever reason. So like I, I, even, I steered wide of all Brighton and stuff. So uh, among the selection of clubs, there's not really too much to choose from. But uh, now we'll make our way into the midfield. Uh, how do you guys want to do this? Say all three at once, or do you want to go? Think, just do one at a time. Yeah, Dan, a time why don't you start one. with yours? Okay. All right, I'll start with uh, my DM. I just start with anyone you just, want. It's there's three midfielders. Three start with my DM. There's three midfielders. Okay. I love DMs. Okay. Rodri. Rodri. <laughs> I. Uh, wow. How surprise, could you explain surprise. this one? Well, that has yeah, hit I, us from nowhere. He was my highest pick in the midfielders drafts for oh primary defense. Uh, <laughs> Defensive midfielder players. Um, 
I think he's going to move past Casemiro this year. I know you guys think he's already better than Casemiro. I think this season he's moving past him because I still had Casemiro yeah. higher. Um, got Rodri, man. Yeah. Did you, Absolute did you baller. Rodri? I did not. How many times can we talk about Rodri on this podcast? I think we're all super high on him. We're doing a team of the season thing, yeah, baby. Yeah, one of the best uh, holding midfielders. Incredible on Spain this summer. Uh, we're not going to keep repeating how, yeah, like how we good don't... we think Rodri is. Rodri's a solid pick. But yeah. did you take him? I did not take Rodri. I did not either. Nice. Oh, that's good. I want to hear what you guys are saying. Uh, do you want to go next, Mike, or me? Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll go with... <laughs> I lied. Casemiro. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I think Casemiro is probably equally the most important player on um, Manchester United, and I think you you sort of echoed the sentiment that I think Manchester United are pretty much set to have a, a really, really good competitive season. I think there's going to be, honestly, nine teams competing for top four this season. And in Manchester United, I think you can lock in as an actual top four. Uh, they're going to play a sensational ball. They're going to lose a lot of games like Manchester United has done, but they are going to be competitive throughout the entire year. And I think they're actually going to drive the top four right to the very end. And you can honestly pencil them for top four. They're going to be stellar. I totally agree. I'm super Casemiro is probably their most important piece. Um... I have neither of those in my midfield, uh, but I'll go with the only one that I do have from either of the Manchester clubs, Kevin De Bruyne. I don't have to explain it. Yeah, you don't. It's, yeah, it's, best midfielder in the world, probably the best in Premier League history. As 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 long as he's in the Premier League, I don't think there is a Premier League is there team a season he better won't choice? be in. If yeah. he, if injuries avoid him and he doesn't have a Christine Sinclair and totally just poo the bed. Well, out. Dan, did you pick KDB? I did. I did too. Also. Don't have to explain so it. We're all just KDB, KDB. We're all just um, very lucky. KDB's KDB, man. He is incroyable. So Ryan, if you want to okay, do your well, next yeah, pick, because you guys already have two, yeah, men, then yeah. Um, so good, man. So, we're so, so lucky, good. man. I can't believe we get to live through the KDB. He's era. only going to be feeding Holland, so like it's crazy. Enjoy, my... enjoy while you can. Ooh. Okay, my next pick, um, is also who I believe. No, I won't say that. Um, my next pick is Martin Odegaard. Uh, yeah, you were high on him in our I, midfield yeah, draft. Yeah, I just I think he is Martin Odegaard. I do th- still think his ceiling has yet to be reached. Um, I was going to say that I think he... I think he'll finish top three this season in assists. I don't think that's too far-fetched to say, but I'm trying to huh? think of like other people that would be up there. I mean, the fact that he's not like a winger, I guess sort of uh, limits that and I mean I the one thing that was dragging me away is I still don't know what to expect from this whole new Arsenal setup like with Kai Havertz in there I don't know what to expect with that um I just I want Odegaard on on the ball and like to be the primary man moving it forward um but I do I I still think he has so much more to reach for I think he has so much more going on uh I think it's just a safe pick say Martin Odegaard yeah. Nothing crazy, right? Not crazy. Either of you guys have year. him? No. no I they, do have him. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait. So is your midfield done then? Yeah, yeah midfield's done. Rodri, Rodri, Rodri KDB, KDB, Odegaard. And Odegaard. Yeah, huh. that's, a, that's a solid one. Uh, I mean, Odegaard's sensational. He's a young guy, only going to get better. You can already see the progression already. If he keeps going at that rate, he'll have a sensational season next season. The Arsenal's captain, Arsenal's most important player. Is your last midfielder a Liverpool player? It is not. Okay. Okay. Oh, he's got Tonali. Nice. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> well, what's your reasoning for Odegaard? Oh, it's just we've talked about it in the pod. Like, 
he's got so much room for improvement and he already had such a good season last year, you know? Yeah. And it's only up from here and he's just he's the guy on that team right now. So Yeah. I'm, I do think that if if in the circumstance this may be like a weird thing to say, but I think in the circumstance that he isn't a team of the season quality midfielder, I think it comes down to the fact that he is playing in a midfield with Kai Havertz and Declan Rice. Yeah. I think that's entirely what it comes yeah, down to. I keep yeah. forgetting they got Declan Rice, that, dude. Well, you could see Rice even be being a team of the season after that. Yeah, for sure. He's not my pick, but you could see it. Like, and you could take your pick of one of those three guys and throw them in there, and they could have a who? good show. One of the three who? Three DMs. Havertz, Rice, oh. or... You think Havertz can be a shout in this? Well, I don't know. He's going to be a forward, but uh, I, I don't think he could be a well, shooter. No, he's going to play in the mid. Yeah, I think if there to, is, I think if there is an Arsenal, they like to midfield. count him as like a center forward. Yeah, fair. If there is an Arsenal midfield shout, I think it's Odegaard by a mile. Yeah, I think it's going to be Odegaard, but you could take I mean, your Rice is. You could give a Rice shout. Is a I don't, Rice is I don't even think Rice solid. is close. If Havertz scores enough goals, no, dude, it's Rice. It's right. You don't think Rice is close to Odegaard? No. Damn. As far as high on Odegaard, as far as what you need to do and accomplish with a team to be a team of the season quality midfielder, I don't think Rice will do it for Arsenal. I think I think Rice will do his job for Arsenal. But like you guys mentioned, Rodri and Casemiro, I have them both leading the way as far as that role, and I think Declan Rice needs to play that role. Yeah, I think that's more of a compliment to Odegaard than it is like a slight yes. towards yeah. Rice. Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah. Odegaard's Rice is still, awesome, Rice man. Is still great. I, just, I think oh, you're yeah. underrating how great Rice is, though. No, I Rice think Rice is, is, I think is right a little bit here. I think Rice is great. I just think he's the third best in the Premier League at what he does behind Casemiro and Rodri. Yeah. So I don't know how the third best at what you do. Ah, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point for team of the season shout. Yeah. Okay. Valid. I agree with that. Yeah, I win. Yeah. Ooh, what yeah. now? What? Eat it. What? Eat it. Uh, Mike, do you want to do your last pick or me? How would you wait? You go. You go. You go. I'm curious who you have. Uh, my next pick and my final pick uh, for the team that I have already mentioned in the past. Uh, teammates with one of my favorite Premier League players, Dan Byrne. I have Bruno Guimaraes. Yeah, good pick. Um, that guy. Best box to box in the league. Oh. Mm, that's huh? yes, huh? yeah, yes. I think he is. That's good. Catch. He's a he's a different box good to box take. in the mind that like his form of defensive play is sort of just pressing and chasing down yeah. balls. Like it's not like he's gonna be like standing in front of you when you when you're, like you're on the attack. Um, I mean, one season in the Premier League, he broke my heart playing against Southampton. He's literally Sean Michaels, the heartbreak kid. Like he always has a way of just completely screwing a team's game plan. Um, I think offensively he'll have enough going on. Um, are you? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think Bruno Gimaraes will just will hold himself to a standard that is the best in the league. Like, I don't think. Yeah, no. I mean, he had an incredible season last year. Yeah. It, I'm not as high on Newcastle. You seem like you're really high on Newcastle. Uh, I think Newcastle is finishing top three this season. Top three? I think their midfield's really good. I think I think midfield he's he's really incredible, good. man. I love him. I think he's so good. I think they're finishing top three. I don't think I don't think I'm insane for saying that. I no, know. Hey, I don't is think it, you are. So man. their midfield is Bruno, Jolinton, Tonali. Am I missing anybody? No, that's it. Uh that's a good no, midfield. Yeah. That's a really good midfield. And they have like enough it's coming sensational off the midfield. Love yeah. that midfield. They have enough coming off the bench in terms of just like depth that can press and stuff yeah. that like for and like near the end of games. Um even I mean Bruno is not a guy that needs a rest, but like in a case that like you want to, perfectly fine to bring on. I think Joe Willick is still there and stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like someone like that. Um, 
whoever else they have like coming. Like I think they have a lot of good things going for them. <laughs> uh, someone in the studio might have just struck a dab. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's far fetched to say at all that Newcastle is a top three club, and I don't think it's far fetched at all to say that Bruno Gimmerich is a big reason for that. Yeah, I love yeah, the confidence. It's a good pick. I Hell like yeah. that pick a lot. Go Newcastle. It's also really funny coming from me because a year ago I was absolutely hating on Newcastle with everything <laughs> in my body because of the Saudi buyout. I like wanted them relegated at all costs. No, you're right. no I, I think know. they're top three. It's also funny that you said City's the Saudi club of the Premier League when there's literally a club uh, owned yeah. by no, Saudi. No, 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 no. <laughs> Newcastle is a far more respectable one in my opinion. Oh, yeah, at this point I, time. they've done well. Oh, yeah. The purchases. business they have done is not, like, apart from Tenali. I'm talking objectively, though. They're literally owned yeah, by yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but like they're, like, no, they're I, cool I, Saudis. Yeah, there's, I I'm, get, I'm, of course. There's nothing to respect about Saudi they're so they're obviously obviously where, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. But yeah. they're objectively, they're owned I ain't letting Saudi. you have this victory, my son. You are <laughs> I'm not, not letting you have it, brother. Anyway, sorry. You just continue. did. You said you agree. <laughs> I said it. Mike, who is your last midfield choice? All right. Uh... A centerpiece of his former team last year, one of their most important. I'm really picking like who I think is like going to be some of the most important people for their teams. Um, one of the most important people for his team last year, I think with a brand new system, the system that actually looks poised to do big things in the league. Under Unai Emery, I'm picking Yuri Tielemans. Oh, that is a wow. wild one. That is a hot take. That is... That is nuts. I really, really liked him. He was linked with Liverpool for a while, so I was very invested in his that, him wow. as a person. So I was looking up a lot about him. I think Aston Villa is going to do really, really, really well. I think they're going to get Europa football next year. Now they have Diaby, and he's going to be on that side, probably feeding him. I just expect a lot, and I wanted a like you know, I wanted a bit of a a chance guy when I came to my midfield when I was picking. Okay. I didn't want to be a homer and pick more Liverpool people. Um, but Yuri Tielemans, I, I really, really like him, and I really, really like the team he's on. And I just, yeah, that's my uh, that's my long you, shot. I would agree with you two years ago. Last year, I just, yeah. like, even though Lester was garbage, yeah. no, I, no, no. like, it was bad. It was bad. Like, he was bad. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with Ryan on this. I, I don't know if it's because they were garbage and he just didn't have, like, motivation. I, I really like what Aston Villa's doing, and I like the progression that Tielemans had two years ago, and I think he could be that player that we all think that he could have I, been last year. I will say Yuri Tillmans is a midfielder that has the ability to turn a game on his head. Yeah. Like, even just his his danger from range, like, I think alone can impact things. I don't know if... I don't know if he's good enough on both sides of the game. That's my, my biggest worry. I don't think he puts enough effort onto the defensive aspect of things. He's going to have to now. Yeah. Well, I, he's I, I, re- I, I just I love what Aston Villa is trying yeah, to do right now, and I think that if they think he's that important piece for that team, then expect a lot from him. I was actually I was trying to squeeze an Aston Villa player like into this team because I do agree. I think they are going to have a phenomenal season. I just I think they're a team effort. Like I don't think they're like a one guy. Is like the clear, yeah. like. Well, I was thinking that too. I think you just want to reward someone from that team. Yeah. And I think it might be in the mid. Yeah. And well, I was thinking like Pau Torres. Pau Torres is another good, season, good like, chance. I, I couldn't. I can't. Him. Like I was shocked that they got him. Who Pau Torres? I just didn't expect Villa to buy him. Dude, Villa's making dude, moves, it's, it's man. The, it's the Unai Emery effect. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's also, exactly. So they're he's under a really good manager now. Yeah. That's an optimistic thing to think about with that. That's a fair pick. I like it. I like that pick a lot. I don't. I wouldn't pick him, but I like the fact that you picked him. I'm just gonna like get it out of the way. Attack wise, there Holland. is one player that we all have, right? <laughs> yeah, Holland. Erling Holland. Yeah. Oh, I don't have him. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got okay. it. I want to get that one out of the way. Yeah, obviously, young, record breaker, only progression. The team got better. They're it's gonna just going to happen him. again. It's going to happen again and again and again. He's the golden boot. He's Holland. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, Moving on. Who are your two others? Okay, who wants to go first? Mike, you want to go first? I don't think he'll be on first yet. Uh, Sure. Mo Salah. Uh, never had a bad season. Never had under 20, I think. This is what, oh, no. I think he had one under 20. Um. He's just always been the best winger in the league. He's going to continue to do so, especially now in that offense, which is just nothing but forwards. He's going to get an insane amount of assists. Um, I also have. And also has also have Mohamed, Mohamed Salah. I also have Mohamed Salah. I also have Mohamed Salah. Yeah, you I mean, <laughs> I, you could say he's Mike the best saying. Liverpool player in the history of that team if you wanted to. He's he's just sensational. He's Mohamed Salah. I think he, yeah. Is there any I, anybody better on that side? I like it's a thirty-eight game season. I think even if he plays like twenty-eight to thirty of them, I think he still is. Him and Van Dyke and Allison are probably going to play every single game. Yeah, they just never, they just never don't. Yeah, he just he. I mean, and it, it's interesting. I think it's to the point with Mo Salah now. That he even does enough that like goes under the like it goes under yeah. the radar at this point. Just oh, they said he had like a bad expected. season last year or last know. season. Uh, he did far better than Marcus Rashford, who people were saying he should get the Pelon Tour votes. Like, yeah, no, I, at what point? Yeah. That, that was crazy to me. It's just because Liverpool struggled, so people were yeah. trying to blame him. But he Most individually, does he's, yeah, yeah, he's the the man. I think also like people are just like bored of having like Mo Salah on like their timelines with like how much he does. That like he's you just, just don't see it. He's as much just anymore. simply he's incredible. Just, yeah, he's the best player I've ever seen well now we only have one attacker left each which is intriguing um, on Liverpool yeah oh on Liverpool okay yeah. okay okay obviously okay, I well, asked that before you finished the sentence yeah. I was like okay well I mean that you've seen is fair yeah we weren't alive for Ian Rush we weren't alive for Ian Rush or Kenny Dalglish I did see them uh, that's a good pick Ian though Moe is yeah. great player man like I don't really know what else to say he's just, just awesome so two unanimous attackers the best yeah it's awesome I think we're gonna have different ones here though unless yeah. All right, all, Ryan, do you want to start? I saw what Dan's was. He, he just showed me his card. Okay, well, if you saw oh, his, yeah. why don't you Dan okay. has to say, No, Dan has to go. Um, We've seen Dan's. Yeah, I put him at left wing. I know he doesn't often play there, but he is capable of it. He has played there in his career, so I thought I got a pass with that. I have Bukayo Saka. Oh, that's fine. As my pick. No, because we just said attackers. You're all good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so I have Saka. Um, it's like, what is he, 24 or something like that? He's really young still. He's a young 23, boy. 22. He's young. And he already got team of the season last year. He was Arsenal's second best player, I'd say, after Odegaard. Um, 21. 20, 21 years well, old, turns man. 22 in a month. Still, still. so much. That's in, the start of the season. He'll yeah. be 22 year old for the season. Still so much improvement left in this yeah. kid, and he's already so good. Like, team of the season. Just Six, so seven. important for Arsenal. That's the thing, too. Like you were mentioning earlier, like, you also have to think of like players. Mike is dancing Mike is, this whole episode. He just did the robot. I just wanted him to know uh, these are not good dance moves he's doing. <laughs> I think if we're ever doing a poll on the best dancer on the kickaboot, Mike is out of the conversation already. Just from what Dan oh and I's eyes are gosh. witnessing, I hate it. Anyways, yeah, like continue. like Mike was like mentioned earlier, he's still he's cranking the soldier boy. <laughs> okay, Mike was mentioning like uh, importance of players to the teams that he picks, and. That's also why I'm picking Saka. I think he's one of the most important players on Arsenal. So, anyways, that's my pick. Off yeah, to you. solid pick. Young guy. Only pro- only can progress, basically, from what we've seen. Um, I mean, he's 
so good on England. He's so he was incredible on Arsenal. He takes the kicks. He or he takes the pens. He's well, oh, actually, yeah, he really no, takes no, those they, kicks. Now they have Odegaard really is the penalty taker right now, isn't he? Uh, uh, I, I saw. I remember him taking a couple last year. I don't know who their actual number one for that is, but yeah, I expect a lot of goals from him too. Yeah, me too. All right, who's up next? He's great. Go Ryan. You're next. Uh, my final pick is a player from a team that does not have any representation in my team yet, but you guys have been very high on. Oh. Uh, Don't my, say it. My final pick is Marcus Rashford. Oh. Marcus Rashford on the left. Okay. Yeah. Huh? I just, I like, it's not even a matter of just like him being on the left or like just picking like a left-based player. Um, obviously, I think they're like, are going to, I mean, they're going to probably be like better like attackers in the league. Um, like if Harry Kane stays. I think it's safe yeah. to say that you're going to get another Harry Kane season. Um, you could even argue maybe like Hyungman Son. Um, but I don't think we've even seen the best of Rashford yet. And I think uh, Rashford's successes of last season was finally being in a system that he enjoys in the um, Eric Ten Hag system. And I think it was also a system that he was still getting used to while having the successes that he was. Yeah. Um, so I think with their team where it's at now, um, like uh, now having a player that he enjoys has enjoyed like even spending time with playing with England and Mason Mount. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of positive you, things pointing towards him you having. Think he's going to be better than Hodgland? What? Oh, or Hoyland. Hoyland, that's his name. Um, I don't even. Hoyland. I don't even think. Hoyland. I don't even think it matters whether or not he's better um, because I think they just have. Oh, sorry. Um, I think they have like separate roles to the point that Rashford will still be given the ability to do what he wants. Yeah. Um, also, when they're picking team this season, they're going to put Holland in that spot, and they'll probably put yeah. Rashford yeah, there. I agree. And I think I think Hoyland is also a striker that can be Hoyland. there. Okay. Hoyland. Uh, I think he's... I'm clip that. Okay. <laughs> it's going right on our Twitter. Hoyland, Hoyland, Hoyland. Um, I think he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they doubled down. All right, uh, go ahead. I think he's, uh, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. Daniel taking so long to get in this room really just. Uh, why don't you right, talk to Tim right, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Keep, uh, keep it going. Yeah, sorry. I think uh, Hoyland is a striker that I think systematically still t- benefits Rashford because he is a striker that's better based centrally. Um, so I think Rashford will have his wing to still work off of. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the golden boot race this year. Obviously, like. Like Holland, sorry, is going to run away with it again. But I mean the race as in like the top five. I don't think that's at all a take even. Um, so yeah, I think Rashford just will just continue to improve in this system that he clearly has enjoyed to this point. And I don't think there's any reason to say that he wouldn't be. Um, Heck yeah, yeah. I um, we know it. when you first said that, I didn't like it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm not high on Rashford, but. Then he kept talking. You mentioned how he's like in a system that he really likes. Um, it's the first time we've actually seen Marcus Rashford enjoying his football. In my yep. opinion, I do yeah. agree with you there, and I think I think if he could keep it that up, then he will. And I'm with you for that pick. Yeah, yeah. just uh, I'm not high on him. I don't think he will keep it up. I but like one last thing, Ooh. feels like Rashford's been around forever. I just feel like he's been in the league for like 12 years, but yeah. he's 25 years old. Yes, he's still young. And keep in mind, he has, like, he has worked through the Man United system. This basically, 
at the same like amount of time. Like he's been through the same things that like Harry Maguire's been through. He's been through the Ole yeah. Gunnar Solskars. He's been through the Ragnicks. He's been through all of these <laughs> different changes and stuff. And like I'm not gonna say that all of last season was him kicking the rust off, but I do think that it was an aspect of kicking the rust off. And I think I do that, too. I definitely do too. I think that a full season of Ten Hog, like under his belt, I guess now, and like having this whole system to like work into with like these new guys and these new like help around him. I I generally think like the sky's the limit for him personally. Yeah, definitely. I'm also very high on Ten Hag. I think he's an amazing manager. I think he is I think he is the manager that United has been looking for for so long to stick yeah. around and um bring them back to some kind of glory. Like I, I I completely agree. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if he even gets towards the point of being like one of the Premier League's longest reigning managers. Yeah, I c- I could see that for sure. Eric um, 10 games. Eric 10 years. Okay, that was horrible. Right. That was one That's of the worst things. You guys haven't seen that before? On that was no? just you That's saying fine. it and doing a little weird all snap right. thing after was the worst thing yeah, I've ever seen. Was, uh, all right, all right, move on. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Um, I'm picking Mr. Clutch, 25 years old. It was his first year in the Premier League last season. Seven goals, five assists. He's going to start now. This is his big money season. He's going to be sensational. And he's going to get a big, another big money move to a big Premier League giant. Eddie and Kedia. No. I don't know why I can't guess this. Oh, I just wanted to say Eddie and Matoma. Oh. I knew that was the area you were going. I just. Yeah. Um, I, I like thought it. anytime he came off the bench, he did something incredible. His goals were amazing. His vision is wild. Like he is, he just excels on that wing there. Um, I don't know. I I also just want kind of wanted another, uh, you know, sleeper pick. Maybe something that people weren't thinking of. But I really loved him last season. I thought he was so special. Uh, he is about to enter his prime, so I think. I don't know if he really cares about getting a money move, but a lot of teams are going to have their eyes on him, and he's going to be really important for Brighton. So, and just another important pick for me. I will say his ability to link up with Evan Ferguson at Brighton was a playing factor in why I wanted to pick him. Mm. Uh, I just, I just think production-wise, like I think as good as he is, um, maybe he needs the big money move, I guess. But like, as good as Brighton are too, just like the overall like offensive production isn't really there. Like they're just a well-oiled system, so like the production as a whole isn't there for me to pick him. But I do understand why you did, and I respect it. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think honestly, like I think he could be like in those kind of talks for like the assists race too. Like if if, yeah. Evan, if Evan Ferguson is as good as everyone is pointing him out to be and like him and Matoma have linked up in the past and like shown that they have decent chemistry together I don't see why that's not a possibility I mean I just see something really special from him and I hope they can capitalize on it yeah well he has ability to create for himself too yeah like he has the kind of the best of both worlds where he he really can has Ferguson in the middle that he's proven that he can find with like his vision like you said and he can create his own from the left side so Mm. I don't think that's far off at all to say I like that pick um, Good pick. That's our team's done, right? That's our team. Wait, yeah. we didn't do a manager of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I didn't. We, no, I don't think we actually need to. I didn't. Can we think about on the spot? Um, does it be nah Unai Emery? Yeah, Unai. I was gonna say the same one. I'm saying Ten Hag. Yeah. Gotta be. Ooh, oh, uh, no, that's a fair yeah, one. That's a fair shout. Yeah. That's a fair one. Um, it's gotta be Unai for me though. Our team. I just think Unai is gonna battle for fourth like the entire season. Good manager, man. I could see it. Wait, who's going to battle for fourth? 
Maybe, maybe fifth or sixth, but I could see it. I think they'll be yeah. I think they'll be like fifth or sixth. I think they'll finish fifth or sixth, but I think it's gonna. As I was saying earlier, I think it's gonna be like a nine team battle. Well, also, can we talk about how exciting this season is? Like, it's gonna be the most competitive season we've seen in a long time. I can't wait. And we just saw treble winners Manchester City. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. Isn't that nuts? I think my thing with this upcoming season is like it'll be like super competitive, but I do think there will be a very clear drop off from like the top half and bottom half of the table. Like, I, I agree. Because last yeah. season, like we saw the like stuff like Brentford and stuff crawling into like those top ten battles. We saw like all these other clubs. I think this season, like the teams that are at the bottom will be like at the bottom, and the teams that are at the top yeah. will be like at the top. Yeah, I agree. Tenth place is closer to first than they are to the bottom of the team, the table. Yeah, yeah. I think there'll just be like super winning teams and suit like it'll be damn competitive. Yeah, like if, with the top ten teams kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Whoever yeah. wins this season, which I, I don't know, I think it's going to be City. Whoever wins this season, though, is going to be. This is like the best Premier League champion we'll see, regardless of how many points. I think it will you be could City too. you could win. We'll do have we'll do a, the top ten. We'll do it like a table prediction yeah. next week. Yeah, Maybe like well, top like, five or something like that. Like for example, Luton Town. I like they'll maybe pick up like five points total off of like top ten competition. Like realistically, I don't think. Like I think there's just like I mean I guess I'm picking the team that will. Be expected to come last, but like, there are so many teams that I just I don't see being able to pick up those, like top, or like being able to drag down the top teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which like, I'm cool with like as long as like the top half is still a battle. I mean, end of the day, I'm gonna be watching Southampton football in their attempt to regain promotion. <laughs> it's tough, um, bro. Honestly, I don't mind it. I, I'm excited, dude. Tomorrow, three o'clock, Sheffield Wednesday, baby. Let's get it. Let's get those first three points in there. Yeah. James Ward Prowse still at the club. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you guys want to give one sleeper pick? You already what? You already sort of gave yours. What was mine? And who didn't really make your team of the season. Oh, but was no. Just I'll, on do the cusp. One, I'll do one past Dan Byrne. Yeah. All right, close Dan Byrne's thing. Um, you guys go first. I got a thing. Go. Oh, I don't know if I have one ready off the top of my head. Yeah, I got it. already gave got, like two. Just close my computer. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying though. Like beyond those two. Um, uh, who else do you, are you thinking? Oh, I got one. Yeah. I love Tonali, so I'll just go Tonali. Tonali, yeah. yeah. That's a good I think shot. he's going to be really important for the already Newcastle about midfield. Yeah, we talked about Italians it. and stuff yeah. in the Premier League, so that's a, that's a, it's a tough call to make on that one. Do I think It'll be a gamble, but I yeah. think I, think, I, don't think I trust in him. I trust in him. I don't think he's going to get it, but I, I think he'll do good. I just don't think yeah. he'll be like one of like the best midfielders in the league. I hope he becomes well, that, but sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh... Mine's like a sleeper sleeper pick because it is a team that I expect to finish in the bottom half of the table. Okay. Um, it is a teammate of a guy I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, in a teammate of Joaquin Anderson. I'm taking Michael Olise. Yeah. That guy is a who flipping <laughs> dude. Michael Olise is a baller. Yeah, like technical ability on his feet and stuff. I think, like especially now that Zaha is gone from that club. Uh, I think if there's anyone that's creating attacks, it's going to be Elise. Elise. I would not be surprised if this is a season where I'll even say, I'll say 50%, I'll even push it to 60%. I think 60% of Newcastle's scoring this season, uh, Michael Elise will have a contribution in the goals or like in like the scoring. Like he won't score them. You said Newcastle? Elise? You just, you mentioned Zaha though. That's you Crystal Palace. Newcastle. Yeah, but you just said Newcastle and then Zaha. You said Newcastle. No one said Newcastle. Dude, Daniels. we're going to listen back. You said Newcastle there. I said Crystal Palace. 
Michael Elise well, plays for Crystal We will Palace. find out in five minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. I said Newcastle in regards to Dan Byrne. Like what, like 30 seconds ago? Okay. Anyway, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody no one cares. We're going to go back there. Go um, <laughs> no, I like. I think as far as like goal contributions wise, I think it'll be a season where Elise is responsible for like, or partially responsible at least for 60% of Crystal Palace's goals. Um, I don't like, they don't really have, I mean, other than like Eze, they don't have that many guys that can create otherwise. And I think he's that good that he can do it by himself. Cool. Similar to Ryan Galati of Game of Thrones in the Whitby. You, you cook, but there, um, you're so sorry. important. Anyways. We won a game, guys. Oh yeah, we should we should tell him. We won a soccer game. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll say that Dude. at the end of the okay, podcast. Yeah, you go first, and then we'll talk. Uh, Diaby, I love him, and I love Aston Villa's team. <laughs> you said that so weird, Diaby. I, I, I just love him. him. <laughs> I like. I loved him last year. I was shocked that he went to the Prem. I'm so excited to watch him in this league. He's just freaking sensational. Uh, he's just one of my favorite players. And I'm just happy to I get to watch him. Sick. It's yeah. honestly it's a fair pick. I, I like, like Don't let him cook you, Trent. Diaby. He's going to. Oh, he'll be on the left. Never mind. Okay, we're Diaby good. Diaby is one of those players that I don't think production wise can get his name into no, it. No, God no. Like as far as he's just fast, bro. Yeah. He's so sick. Yeah, like I think I just love him. I think he's important to creating Aston Villa's attacks. Yeah, no, I don't he's, think he's, he's not going to get like any statistical thing that'll be cool. Yeah, but exactly, he's going to be exactly. sick. Um. Yeah, guys, we won a soccer game, which... Well, he's got to pick. No. No, I, I said Tonali. Yeah, oh, yeah, you went with Tonali. Yeah. Yes, we won a soccer game. Go. Which sounds really upsetting, but... Uh, upsetting. It, it, yeah, because we're just like saying we won we a soccer suck. game. It's uh-huh. like the best thing ever. We suck really bad. Um, I know that you're not listening, so it's okay for me to say, if you play for cruise control <laughs> in, in the Whitby Soccer League, you suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we played a game... Uh, we had to play 11 v 8 the entire game because two of the eight players that showed up for us, uh, we love you so very dearly. Um, to to our good friend Josh Rose, who scored, I think his last name's Rose, right? Yeah, it is Josh. Josh Rose, Rose to who scored in like the first like two minutes, literally of the like game. thirty seconds in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put us up one nil while being down three men. Uh, keep in mind these guys also did have subs. They, they had, had like, like six subs. people that yeah. showed up to the game. Uh, we won two one. Uh, once again, cruise control. You suck. That was our first win of the season, losers. <laughs> you know uh, why we won though? Why? Because we played like every game with like eight or nine people, so we've gotten good True. at it now. Dude, our Jose yeah. Mourinho tactics were phenomenal. Yeah, we was, parked that bus. That was yeah. anti-football, guys. Um, that was, that yeah, was our good friend else. Michael Collins here on the podcast uh, put in a great shift at goalkeeper. Yeah. Um. He. I mean, I'm saying that as if he's not a goalkeeper. He is, and he's very good at it. Um. For not playing in a long time. And uh, Daniel Ramos over here was our right wing back. We were playing a 5-2 formation. <laughs> I want to put yep. that through your head. We were playing a 5-2. Yep. Uh, Daniel was out on the right wing back. Was responsible for the only goal we allowed. I, yeah, I did. I gave him. <laughs> so the whole game, we weren't pressing. We were just giving them space. And But in my ear, one of the yeah. center backs kept telling me to press. And I, I finally did it. And they blew right past me and they scored. You know um, what? We, we held we held on to a 2 nothing lead to like the last three minutes. It, it was game, literally so. like the 89th minute, which was I was so pissed. I was like, I can't believe I took that clean shit away from you. But I don't usually play right back, anyways. So. It also made me look phenomenal because that means it's a game winning goal for me. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, seriously. That was a great <laughs> pen, go. dude. You should be Let's hyped go. about that pen. Ryan got a pen. Two won the final. Eight versus eleven, and they had five subs. Uh, we were the best you've that ever was seen. Awesome. Yeah, and keep in mind. Sorry, I didn't just score the pen. I won the pen. Oh he also won. That was, that was, that was, that what pen. was that goalie doing, man? That keeper just <laughs> needs sucked. to. 
Dude just came in and shoved. I don't you. think they. I don't. I don't think that was their like true goalie. Like cruise control. Yeah, I don't think that guy showed up. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah, guys, we won. We're really happy about it. Uh, if you are on the team and listening, uh, love you dearly. Uh, what's Ryan's last? Schmelzer. Schnitzler. 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 Damn, I was close. Uh, still, <laughs> love you, man. It's close. He, he was awesome. Yeah, you were great for us. Uh, everyone else out there, you were great for us. Jesse, you should have finished that uh, crazy assist I could have gotten. <laughs> uh, that would have been beautiful and would have made my day. Uh, so just consider yourself a not good person for not making my day. <laughs> just kidding, Jesse. I love you. Spencer also cooked. Oh, yeah. True. Anyways. Um, yeah, let's close that up, though. Sorry. We just wanted to be all happy <laughs> for a second. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up our way too early Team of the Seasons predictions. We will put those out on X on an X post or formally. It's horrible, guys. We got to we got to uh, suck up to Daddy Musk here. Anyway, all right. That's uh, that's, that's going to wrap up another too. fantastic episode of the Kickaboot. We hope you've enjoyed our passionate discussions about the beautiful game. Uh, a big thank you to all our amazing listeners, uh, all of the residents of the planet Sakalog. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Uh, you are a very important part of our community. Your support means the world to us. Uh, and we want to extend our gratitude to... Um, who do you guys want to extend your gratitude? I just want to, to? shout out uh, Ryan Schessler, who's on the, our team we just yep. mentioned, and also Jamie Panzar, who's also on the team. They both shout listen, out, shout out. They both listen to this podcast uh, to every episode, and they're also on our uh, Game of Thrones team. So Heck yeah. shout out to them, man. Yeah. I'll shout out my dad. He's a decent dude. <laughs> Shout out Ryan's dad. Dude. Shout out Ryan's dad. Yeah. Anyway, if you enjoyed the kick a bit and want to stay connected with us, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow this uh, podcast on X. You can find me on X at Mike Jose Collins. What's The Cinemates podcast. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I was on a recent episode of Dan's Dream Team podcast. Oh, yeah. I was a co host there uh, filling in. Uh, we talk all things basketball. Uh, I also host trivia every. <laughs> Wednesday at 8 p.m. at Birotech if you guys are in Toronto. Ryan is Ryan Galati 1 on X, and Daniel is Raptors Vision 1. Yes. On and also, I, I don't do this enough. Uh, also, just feel free to follow my Instagram yes. uh, at who's Ryan Galati, and also my photography one. I just posted some cool pictures from the Beaches Jazz Festival. Nice. Uh, it's not a sport-related thing, but I thought it was pretty wicked. Yeah. Um, so feel free to follow me there as well. And just send me a message. Just call me cute. Like, I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. what's nice. up? Follow me on Instagram as well. Um, don't follow me on my personal. I don't want you following me. But follow me on my photography one at DD's Digital. D-E-D-E-S <laughs> Digital. It's private. I don't want you following me. That, that, what are you posting on there? Just it, pick, and if it's I don't, private, I, just let them follow you. You don't yeah, have to accept. But we both follow you. Yeah, well, you, you guys. don't post anything, like, weird. I don't. I just, it's for like family and friends like I don't, all right okay anyway i don't anyway, want strangers the people who listen me. to this podcast are family okay yeah you're right i'm sorry kickaboot family that's my bad anyway until next time keep the soccer spirit alive cheer for your favorite teams and join us again as we explore the beautiful game next thursday but we release these all friday so next friday on the kickaboot we have our fantasy draft tonight who are you guys picking first before we go holland holland dan burn dan burn okay Horrible. all right thank you stay tuned Hyper, hyper. <laughs> 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 <laughs>